This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hidden History and Odyssey Through Time. I'm your host, John Rodriguez, and this is the 16th episode of the Best History Podcast North of New York City. The title of this episode is Two of a Kind, How Americans Martha and Waitstill Sharp Defied a Dictator. Before we begin, we here at Hidden History would like to give a quick shout out to the podcast of the month over at the Deluxe Edition Network, our podcast family. This month we have two great podcasts to promote. First up is the Real Drunks podcast, where they watch and discuss their favorite movies along with other random off-the-wall topics. You can find the Real Drunks podcast on Spotify, Good Pods, or Amazon Music. That's the R-E-E-L Drunks podcast. Second, we have Horsin' Around, a hilarious, no-holds-barred podcast that covers topics from conspiracies and monsters to ghost and surreal true life. Check them out on Spotify, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening, and now let's get to the episode. Let me introduce you to two Americans, husband and wife, who left their children behind in Massachusetts to rescue strangers in Europe as World War II began. Risking incarceration and most likely death at the hands of the Nazis, they operated in secret to help Jews, dissidents, and children escape from Czechoslovakia before the Second World War. The wife managed the details in Prague, while the husband traveled the continent raising money to fund their efforts. And then, as the situation in Europe got worse, the husband and wife returned home to their children and their congregation, safe in the United States after saving hundreds of people, until they decided to return to Europe in June of 1940, as a vast majority of the world's countries were involved in World War II. Martha and Waitstill Sharp sacrificed much to defy the hate spreading over Europe and risked everything to fulfill their mission. In the end, while it was simply impossible to save everyone, they did everything in their power to rescue as many people from Nazi concentration camps and certain death. Waitstill Sharp, a Unitarian minister, and his wife Martha, a social worker, spent six months in Prague in 1939, and after narrowly escaping arrest and returning to the United States, the couple traveled to Lisbon and southern France to give out food and to help Jews and intellectuals escape. Martha was even able to organize the transport of children to the United States, which became a model for later transport of child refugees. Martha and Waitstill Sharp were heroes of the Holocaust who sought ways to help fugitives escape from Nazi terror, Jews and non-Jews alike. And for Martha Sharp in particular, this wartime service was one step in a lifelong calling to humanitarian work and public service. The Sharp story Hidden history that has remained long forgotten 
is the story of an American couple determined to risk their lives so that hundreds could live and a grave humanitarian crisis caused by Nazi Germany's obsession with power. Both Martha and Waystill Sharp are American heroes who went above and beyond to save the lives of hundreds of people during the Holocaust. However, while I will be discussing both of them and their lives, I had decided to lean a bit more heavily on information regarding Martha. With everything going on in the world today, it's important now more than ever to preserve and protect women's history while it still exists. Today we will learn about Waystill Sharp, but this episode is dedicated to his better half, Martha. Martha Ingham Dickey was born in Providence, Rhode Island on April 25, 1905, the daughter of James and Elizabeth Ingham. She was brought up by her aunt and uncle, the Dickies, in a very religious family that belonged to the First Baptist Church in Providence. After attending Hope Street High School, she received a scholarship to Pembroke College and graduated in 1926. She went on to continue her studies at Northwestern University Recreation Training School in the field of social work with her work and studies centered at the Hull House, a settlement house in Chicago. Martha's reason for entering the field of social work was quite simple. She had an everlasting devotion to service and truly enjoyed helping others. When her training at Northwestern was complete, she accepted the position of direct Director of Girls Work at Hull House, where she acted as social worker to oversee 500 girls. While in college, Martha met a Unitarian couple in Boston who introduced her to the religion of Unitarianism, which matched her interest in community service and her attraction to social equality. Now, Unitarianism is a branch of Christianity that rejects the mainstream Christian theology of the Trinity. For those who are unaware, the Trinity represents God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Unitarianism was established in order to restore, quote, primitive Christianity before later corruption set in. It was this couple in Boston who encouraged Martha to accept her position at Hull House, and they also introduced her in 1927 to Waitstill Hastings Sharp, the young director for religious education at the American Unitarian Association. By June 13, 1928, Martha and Waitstill were married. Waitstill Hastings Sharp had been born in 1902 and was a graduate of Harvard Law School, having graduated in 1926. By 1931, he had earned his master's degree at Harvard Divinity School in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Meanwhile, Martha had earned her master's degree in literature at Radcliffe College, also of Cambridge. 1931 saw the birth of the Sharps' first child, Waitstill Hastings Jr., and in 1933, the family moved to Meadville, Pennsylvania, where Waitstill was, was assigned to a small church after his ordination as a Unitarian minister that same year. The Sharps remained in Pennsylvania until 1937, when they moved to Wellesley, Massachusetts, after Waitstill accepted a position at Wellesley Hills Unitarian Church. The year before their move to Wellesley, the Sharps welcomed the birth of their second child, a daughter they named Martha.
Almost immediately after the Nazi seizure of power in 1933, Germany began to demand the return of the ethnic German population of Czechoslovakia and the land on which it lived to the German Reich. By the late summer of 1938, Hitler insisted upon the annexation of the Sudetenland, a border area of Czechoslovakia containing a majority ethnic German population. At the Munich Conference, held on September 29, 1938, the leaders of Britain and France agreed that Nazi Germany could annex this territory in exchange for Hitler's pledge not to wage war. It is worth noting that Czechoslovakia was not permitted to attend the conference. The incorporation of the Sudetenland into Germany began on October 1, 1938 and was completed by March 1939. Unitarians in the United States who had close ties to Unitarian churches in Czechoslovakia, were shocked by the news. During this time period, Unitarian leaders in Prague, the capital city of Czechoslovakia, became overwhelmed with political dissenters, Jews, and other refugees fleeing Germany, Austria, and the Sudetenland, all seeking refuge in free and democratic Czechoslovakia. The American Unitarian Association decided to organize a relief effort for refugees in Czechoslovakia. Robert Dexter, the director of the American Unitarian Association's Department of Social Relations, sailed to Europe to evaluate the situation. When he returned, he recommended that Unitarians in America try to help Jews and anti-Nazi Germans from the Sudetenland, Austria, and Germany. With about $30,000 to support the newly formed Commission for Service in Czechoslovakia, the American Unitarian Association asked Martha and Waistel Sharp to travel to Prague to assist refugees. Motivated by their faith and their moral outrage, the Sharps made the difficult decision to accept the charge. At the time, Martha had this to say, quote, My husband and I felt that something should be done. Refugees in the Sudetenland had been murdered, and people had been imprisoned and hurt. I knew I would miss the children terribly, but we would only be away for a few months. I was torn between my love and duty to my children and to my husband. Ultimately, the decision was made to leave their two small children in the care of close friends in the congregation, and on February 4, 1939, Martha and Waitstill set sail for Europe. They stopped several times on their way to Prague, setting up a network of volunteers and agencies. This network assisted Martha and Waistow over the next six months as they traveled in and out of Prague. Less than a month after the Sharps arrived, the Nazis invaded and occupied Czechoslovakia. The Czech president surrendered the country without resistance, and the Sharps needed police assistance to enter their, to enter their offices in Prague that morning, since the crowds gathered outside were so large. Waistow had to make an announcement to clarify that their offices were not American territory and that they were not an immigration or visa agency. During the chaos of the day, the Sharps decided that Martha would focus on individual immigration cases, while Waistow would focus on the relief projects, which were the main objectives of the AUA. This trip to Prague was Martha's first close contact with Jews and Jewish life, since she had grown up in Providence surrounded by Protestants. 
Her new contact with her Jewish clients gave Martha a new perspective, and years later she would recall how shocked she felt when she first saw a man wearing the yellow star of David on his coat in Prague. She saw it as the ultimate invasion of a person's right to believe as he chose and began to rethink her earlier assumptions about Judaism. Along with the relief projects, Wait Still Sharp also had the task of protecting their funds, the $30,000 provided by the AUA from Nazi confiscation. He deposited the funds that were in U.S. dollars in banks in Brussels, Paris, and Geneva, and within Czechoslovakia, he negotiated with refugees desperate to get rid of their Czech currency for U.S. dollars. In this way, Wait Still managed to expand the original $30,000 to several million in Czech currency, and a number of refugees were able to get the currency they needed to escape Czechoslovakia. Waitstill later revealed that he never told Martha about what he was doing because he was worried that they would be in great danger if the Nazis found out he was, quote, corrupting the currency in this way. The Sharps work was divided for the following six months between relief and immigration assistance. The couple assisted refugees with immigration paperwork, distributed relief money and goods, and helped refugee intellectuals find employment in the United States. Much of their activity involved individual cases, though on one occasion, Martha escorted 35 refugees, journalists, political leaders, and orphaned children to England, concealing their identities from Nazi authorities along the way. This mission occurred on March 24, 1939, and Martha's route brought them through Germany to the Dutch border, where German customs officials detained two of the journalists of her group. With her usual confidence, Martha waved a document with the United States seal and insisted that the men were under the protection of the U.S. government. This wasn't necessarily the truth, but Martha had already developed the practical attitude that the Nazi police, quote, only act on orders. If there is an unusual circumstance, they do not dare to use their own judgment. Hidden side note. During their time in Prague, Martha and Waistill Sharp worked with a man named Nicholas Winton, a young stockbroker from London who would go on to rescue over 600 Jewish children during the Holocaust. Episode 12 of our podcast is dedicated to the life of Nicholas Winton, so please give it a listen if you're interested. The Sharps were constantly followed by Nazi police and had to learn how to avoid wiretap telephones, use codes for important documents, and evade Gestapo patrols. Their offices were ransacked and they faced arrest when the Nazis ordered all refugee aid and assistance to stop. After more than six months, Waitstill Sharp left Prague for a conference in Switzerland on August 9, 1939, but was prevented from returning to the German-occupied Czech provinces by Nazi authorities. A week after Waitstill left, Martha received a tip-off that her arrest by the Gestapo could happen any day, and so her mission in Prague came to an end. Martha's friends in Prague gave her a big send-off at Wilson Station with flowers, gifts, and speeches, which made her nervous after months of working quietly and avoiding publicity. Nonetheless, on August 30th, 1939, Martha and Waitstill Sharp boarded the RMS Queen Mary bound for New York. 
Their work was not done, however, and the couple would return to Europe as the nations of the world faced a new global conflict, the Second World War. Sunday Scary's CBD gummies were made to defeat the crap life throws at us. These are the perfect CBD gummies for professionals on the grind, super moms, students, party animals, regretful drunk sexters, and everyone in between. Look, we all have the right to live scare-free. So whether you need to take the edge off, calm your racing mind, sleep better, or just chill, take two CBD gummies every day to keep the scaries away. Visit sundayscaries.com and use promo code HIDDENHISTORY for 15% off your order. That's promo code HIDDENHISTORY for 15% off at sundayscaries.com. And now let's get back to the episode. World War II was sparked by the Nazi invasion of Poland on September 1st, 1939. To justify this course of action, Nazi propagandists accused Poland of persecuting ethnic Germans living in Poland. They also falsely claimed that Poland was planning, with its allies Great Britain and France, to encircle and dismember Germany. The SS, in collusion with the German military, staged a phony attack on a German radio station, which the Germans then falsely accused the Poles of committing. Two days after the invasion of Poland, Britain and France declared war on Nazi Germany. In May 1940, Frederick May Elliott, president of the AUA, wrote to Waitstill and Martha Sharp, asking them to return to Europe. This time, they were sent to France as the Unitarian Service Committee's ambassadors extraordinaire. But before they could arrive in Paris to set up an office, the Germans occupied the city. On June 14, 1940, the citizens of Paris awoke to the sound of a German-accented voice announcing over loudspeakers that a curfew was being imposed for 8 p.m. that evening as German troops entered and occupied Paris. By the end of June, the country of, the country of France was under the control of Nazi Germany. The Sharps decided to open an office in Lisbon, Portugal, a neutral country that still maintained an important port, and arrived in Lisbon on June 20, 1940. Thousands of refugees were escaping to Portugal, hoping to find safety and a ship to take them to the United States or another destination outside of Europe. The Sharps and others each staffed the Unitarian office at various times, which remained open throughout the war. And in collaboration with many other individuals and organizations, they helped several thousand people escape. The Unitarians focused on political refugees, people who had spoken out against Nazism in Germany or fascism in Spain, and whom other organizations were reluctant to help, as well as academics, scientists, and intellectuals. Among those the Sharps directly helped escape was the German-Jewish novelist Leon Feuswanger. A critic of Hitler, Feuswanger's books had been burned during the book burnings of May 1933. Waystill Sharp himself sailed with Feuswanger to New York, a trip ultimately made possible when Martha Sharp gave up her ticket to ensure passage for Voicevanger. While Waystill Sharp spent most of his time in Lisbon, 
Martha Sharp worked at a new Unitarian Service Committee office in Marseille, which was the primary port in unoccupied Vichy, France, from which refugees could escape. During this time, the Unitarian Service Committee worked closely with Varian Fry, an American sent to Europe by the new Emergency Rescue Committee, the forerunner of today's International Rescue Committee, in New York. Varian Fry would go on to assist in the rescue of 2,000 to 4,000 anti-Nazi and Jewish refugees from Nazi Germany and the Holocaust. He would also be the first of five Americans to be recognized as righteous among the nations. For more information about Varian Fry, check out the 14th episode of our podcast. As refugees escaped with the help of the Emergency Rescue Committee, the USC helped them navigate the French-Spanish border and assisted with travel arrangements and money once the refugees reached Lisbon. In Marseille, Martha focused on milk distribution to French children and organized the children's transport to the United States. Martha also distributed milk and clothing to Pau, France, an area the Red Cross could not reach because of failed negotiations with German officials. She fiercely battled numerous bureaucracies to secure exit visas, transit permits, and identity papers for 29 children and 10 adults. She sailed from Lisbon with two of the children and four adults in early December 1940. The others followed on a second voyage. Martha's organization of the children's transport became a model for the United States Committee for the Care of European Children, which brought several hundred children from France, Spain, and Portugal to the United States during World War II. One survivor who escaped France as a child thanks to Martha's efforts had the following to say years later. Quote, Mrs. Sharp risked her safety in her life when she didn't even know us. She certainly wasn't Jewish. There was no reason for her to do it other than her strength of character. Martha and Waystill Sharp returned to America in December 1940 after directly rescuing hundreds of men, women, and children from the horrors of Nazi persecution. Throughout the rest of the war, Martha gave numerous speeches on behalf of the Unitarian Service Committee. Both Martha and Waystill also advocated for the American Relief for Czechoslovakia organization. In 1944, Waystill Sharp was appointed to a United Nations Relief and Rehabilitation Administration position in Cairo. Martha returned to Spain and Portugal, assisting refugees, mainly Spanish Republicans, to immigrate to South America. After the war, Martha Sharp helped raise funds for Hadassah, the women's Zionist organization, and was active in helping Jewish children reach Israel under the Youth Aliyah program. In that capacity, in 1947, she journeyed to Morocco and in 1951 to Iraq to coordinate clandestine immigration possibilities for Jews desirous to leave for Israel. It is also worth noting that in 1946, Martha was the Democratic candidate for U.S. Congress in an unsuccessful race against Joseph W. Martin of Massachusetts. Having spent so much time apart due to their relief work and with the hardships they faced during World War II, Martha and Waitstill decided to get a divorce in 1954. Both eventually remarried. In 1957, Martha married David H. Kogan, a wealthy Jewish businessman and inventor, and she devoted herself to charitable and humanitarian causes in America and abroad. 
Waystill Sharp passed away on February 25, 1983, in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Martha Sharp Cogan passed away on December 6, 1999, at the age of 94, in Providence, Rhode Island. Back in 1963, Yad Vashem established the title of Righteous Among the Nations to honor non-Jews who risked their lives to save Jews during the Holocaust. Yad Vashem decided on September 9, 2005 to confer upon the late Waitstill and Martha Sharp the title of Righteous Among the Nations. A medal and certificate of honor was presented to the Sharp's daughter in a ceremony at Yad Vashem on June 13, 2006 in the presence of a large audience, including members of the Sharp family and one of the Jews rescued by the Sharps. An educational curriculum, including the Sharps, is featured at the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum and a Ken Burns documentary film, Defying the Nazis, The Sharps War, was released in 2012 and chronicles the efforts of Waitstill and Martha Sharp, co-directed by Burns and the Sharps grandson, Artemis Joukowsky III of Sherborne, Massachusetts. Thank you for listening, and I hope that I was able to teach you all something new today. Season 2 of Hidden History will explore the lives of victims and heroes of the Holocaust. Many of their stories have been hidden in the pages of history and deserve to be told. Pictures, newspaper clippings, and links to external articles relating to a particular episode will be available on our website. Thanks again for listening. I'm John Rodriguez, and this has been Hidden History, and Odyssey Through Time.